Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in to begin with the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, beginning at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me, and these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Verses 31 to 46, Matthew chapter 25. Then looking briefly in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You've answered rightly, do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him. And whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. 
Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Verses 25 to 37, Luke chapter 10. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the wonderful privilege you have given us in that you saved us, made us brand new. You called us into your family. You adopted us into your family and made us a part of your army of grace, love, and compassion in a world that desperately needs to be touched by your love, grace, and compassion. Lord, help us to know, Lord, that every single believer is called to a ministry of love and compassion in a world that has been beat up and left on the side of the road for dead. Help us to know, Lord, that the work is great. And you said you let us know in your word also that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Stir us to recognize, Lord, that you're calling us to be a part of the few that are faithfully carrying your love and mercy and compassion to a world that desperately needs it. Thank you for the opportunity, the privilege of being your hands and feet in the world today. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we join the psalmist who said, You are high above all nations. Your glory is above the heavens. Who is like you, O Lord, who is seated on high, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? Father, that you would look our direction, that you would set your affection on us. What an amazing thought. What a humbling thought. Father, we thank you for caring about us to the point of sending your precious son to die a terrible death on the cross for us. We thank you, Father. We lift high your name today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We are very honored to have with us in studio today Haley Chapin. She's uh, part of the staff of Transformation Garden, a wonderful ministry that has a unique and a very powerful mission, and we'll let her further introduce that. But Haley, good to have you with us today. Thank you for having me this morning. Honored to have you, as I mentioned. And uh, I'm going to ask if you'll take a moment to further introduce yourself, and then pretty soon after that, we want you to dive right in and share about the work of Transformation Garden. Sure. Um, so yes, like you said, my name is Haley Chapin. I'm actually the program director at the ministry, Transformation Garden, that's located here in North Mississippi. The lady over me, Cindy Gillespie, she's more like our executive director. She's been in shelter care and residential ministry for seven, eight years now. And actually, she mentors me along the way out at the Transformation Garden. So what we are is a long-term residential facility for women who have suffered the trauma of sex trafficking. Um, Before we go further... Define sex trafficking. I know lots of people will know what it is, but then there are those some people who really don't know what it is. Would you define for us what exactly sex trafficking is in our culture today? Sure, I can. Um, even for my own self, the definition of it when I started into this ministry um, fell short of actually what it is. So sex trafficking is when somebody is forced, frauded, or coerced into performing a commercial sex act. So it is different than prostitution. So in my year of just sharing with others and sharing with, um, you know, the average lay person, the definition that has spoke the most to them is comparing prostitution to forced prostitution. So once it becomes forced prostitution, it is now sex trafficking. So prostitution is going to be a woman selling her body, performing some form of commercial sex act, where she receives 100% of the benefits from that sex act, 
So that's going to be prostitution. Forced prostitution takes on a lot of different shapes and sizes, but it is where she is forced to perform that commercial sex act or coerced or threatened to perform that commercial sex act. And the benefits, the monetary commercial part of it, goes to someone else. So it's it's really accurate to refer to it as being sex slavery yes. in a sense, as well, amongst other things, too. So, Haley, before we go further, would you pray for our listeners to really have ears to hear what the Lord would say to them through the broadcast? Because I believe that every single listener will will has have as a takeaway from the broadcast an assignment from the Lord. For some, it may be an assignment to be a prayer warrior for a ministry, your ministry or a ministry like yours. Others to give financially. Uh, some, maybe both and more than that. Others volunteer. So would you just pray for every listener to have ears to hear whatever the Lord wants to share with them today? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I come to you today, Father, knowing that, Father, I used to be in a place of not knowing myself and As I sit here today, I remember the ignorance in which I sat in, Father, so I know that there are those who, not from any malicious intent or not even from a desire to not know, Father, they just don't understand, Father. So I pray that you would just open up their eyes and their ears to a new understanding of what trafficking is, a new understanding of the horrors of it, Father, and and the ways in which they can get involved, Father. So those that are listening, if you would just remove from their mind maybe things they think trafficking is or maybe any bias they have towards those women who have been in this um, form of slavery, Father, that just give them a fresh new view of what you would have for them to see, what their role is to be, how they can pray for those who are being trafficked, Father, those who are in this line of work as well, Father, because we know it is only by you that we're able to continue forward and even make a difference, Father. So I thank you for the ones that are listening. I thank you for the divine appointment that they have and listen to this um, broadcast. Um, be with them. Show them. Give them boldness to step forward. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Uh, now, Haley, uh, would you share a little bit more about what you do as the program director? I would mention, of course, the First time my wife, Barry, and I had a chance to learn about you and your position was we recently attended a beautiful event, um, kind of a, a, I believe it was basically a fundraising event for the uh, Ministry of Transformation Garden. And you emceed the program, but also you shared about more details, some of which many people may not have, be, may not have known about the reality of what sex trafficking is. So as the program director, what in essence is your specific position and what is your responsibility multiple hat wearer (laughs) whatever hat you need to wear basically (laughs) yes so i am the startup program director so i'm coming in on the front end when there was not any records and and there's no job descriptions there was no um stages in programming laid out and so my work actually began long before we opened our doors in establishing what is our program was going to look like um, who our target audience was going to be and that sort of thing so that has now been done you know we have those things in place and so now I am trying to mentor pour into cast that vision for the staff that we have in place now Um, so that is really what I'm doing 
as far as my role, it's going to be the programming for the residents throughout the day. What do they do when they wake up? What type of healthy lifestyle pattern do we want to set for them so that they can mimic that hopefully healthy lifestyle pattern when they leave us? And so programming for the residents, casting a vision for the staff, um, and we do, like you said, have to take part in fundraising events and donor relations and um, awareness events, you mm-hmm. know, as well, bridging that education gap. So my hand is in all of those things. Well, if someone who's listening and they want to get in touch with you to learn more about maybe to give financially to support the work you're doing or just to get in touch to learn more about the work, how can they do that? The easiest way is through our website. Most things are digital these days. So our website is transformationgarden.net. So you can go to our website, see our mission, our vision, our values, see some pictures of what it looks like inside the home. Um, and there also is a donate page, a sponsorship page, a Amazon wish list. So there's multiple ways people can give and give back to the work being done at the garden. And most of that information is found on our website. Okay. All right. Well, you know, Haley, something I wanted to ask you to do, and we're coming up on a break in a few moments, but we'll pick up on the other side. But I recall uh, interviewing a, a young woman who is now the director of a ministry she started but a few years back, and her story was basically she ran away and ended up get, being pulled into sex trafficking and was actually literally a prisoner in an attic for a whole year where men came in and sadly used her body just as men, multiple men in the course of a day. And, of course, a horrific, uh, a tragic, you know, uh, just tragic experience for any young person. And after a year, by the grace of God, she escaped. And, you know, but yet stories like that help us better understand what a terrible thing sex trafficking is, yet it's very prevalent. So on the other side of the break, I'm going to ask if you can maybe share a few uh, stories, testimonies, or uh, are just illustrations that help people better understand what a terrible thing sex trafficking is and why a ministry like Transformation Garden is so important. So we'll pick up there. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our in-studio guest today is Haley Chapin of the Transformation Garden. We'll be right back.
music of Mandisa with God Speaking. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guest today is Haley Chapin. She's the program director for the beautiful ministry known as Transformation Garden in North Mississippi, and we're grateful to have her in-studio. Haley, uh, again, really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. I want to ask as we start off this segment if you would... Share with our listeners if there may be a, a story, a testimony or two that you can share that help illustrate why a ministry like Transformation Garden is so critically important in, in our entire culture today. Sure. Um, I'll start off with, you know, the reminder that when you and I spoke before this that we're going to give the Holy Spirit freedom to move. And I want to do that now. So the story that I can tell you in most detail um, is my own story. Mm-hmm. So I, too, like I said, was once ignorant to this crisis that we're having in our culture today of um, trafficking. I was a labor and delivery nurse down on the coast for years and 23 years of labor and delivery. And God opened up my eyes one day to trafficking. Um, it's in 2009. I was taking care of a lady who had a term stillborn baby, and those deliveries are always so painful and and hard to go through. You have a mom who's taking care of herself for nine months, um, taking prenatal vitamins, gone to prenatal ab- appointments, was in the room with her husband, and we just don't have any answers to why that baby was no longer still alive in her belly. But yet the mom still has to deliver. And so those are very hard circumstances. So on the unit that I worked in, it was customary that if a nurse was having to take care of a woman who had a nine-month stillborn baby that she had to deliver, that that nurse didn't have to take care of other patients because you need to give them the time and the attention at the bedside that they need. And so that was me for the day. However, our unit got really busy, really slammed, and it got to the point where I was going to have to take another patient. The next patient to come in the door was coming in from an ambulance. We got the phone call from the EMT that said, look, she swears she's not pregnant, but we clearly can tell that she is. She's high. You know, she's clearly been using, um, and we're having to bring her in, you know, to for y'all to evaluate her. And I remember standing in the hallway before that patient got there saying, God, I don't understand. I don't understand why this mom had to lose her baby. And this other mom gets to keep hers when she's, you know, been using drugs and says she doesn't even know she's pregnant. I don't know how I'm going to be able to take care of both of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, God does, just the scripture came up in me as if unto me, as if unto me. Mm -hmm. And so when she got there and she rolled in the room, I had to picture a Jewish man in the bed to be able to take care of her with the same love and the same compassion that I was attempting to take care of the other lady that was in the next room. And so that's what I did. And she gave me a story, and I thought that's what it was that day. She didn't know she was pregnant, didn't know how far along she was, had no idea who the baby's father was. Her boyfriend had been drugging her in the home, was what she told me. He's been feeding me drugs. I've lost track of time. I don't even know who the father's baby is. He was forcing me to sleep with these other men. And in my arrogance, as a labor and delivery nurse, I thought it was just a story, a made-up story. I didn't believe her. 
And so her, so her own boyfriend was sex, was trafficking his quote unquote girlfriend. That's right. Because most oftentimes that's the ammo that traffickers use. They pose as a love interest, as somebody who's going to love them and protect them and provide for them, which is what we know under God's umbrella, a mm-hmm. husband is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So they pose to be that and she believes it. And then he ends up trafficking her out for his own drugs or rent money, whatever, you know, his need is. And so here was a lady who I didn't understand trafficking at the time. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 10 years to 2019, when I go to Eight Days of Hope's awareness event, awareness of how trafficking is in our area, really what it is and what it looks like. And I have a survivor telling her story for the first time. And she's nervous and she's got tears running down her face and she shares a story that sounded just like my patient. Mm. And I immediately was taken back to that room and that hallway where I stood outside and said, God, I don't know how I'm going to take care. It's not fair that this one mom had to lose her baby and this one mom gets to keep hers. And I realized God's heart was breaking for both rooms when my heart was only breaking for one room. Mm-hmm. And it was so clear and so real to me. I had missed it. I just didn't know and didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Haley, I want to ask if you if you don't if you would take a moment now to pray for believers to understand the need for us. See, one of the the enemies is our ignorance for right. all of us. Every one of us. There's more we can learn in order to better know how to minister to and to reach out and try to address the tragedy of sex trafficking. Would you pray for believers to? Really pursue understanding and getting knowledge of this to know how to effectively minister to this issue. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I know that there are those that are listening, Father, that you are raising up, that you're going to put that same passion in them that you put in me, Father, to be able to just extend that hand of grace, extend that hand of mercy to somebody who is being trafficked, Father. But first, our eyes have to be open. So, Father, I pray that you just open up their eyes so that they can see, Father, that they won't live in fear of gaining more information and more knowledge, Father, that they won't hold back because of what they might find on the other side. Father, it is hard, but it is such a sweet, sweet ministry and a way to serve you, Father. So I'm just praying for that listener out there who maybe you've even shown them a bits and pieces of this before. Maybe you've already started opening up their eyes, Father, to this tragedy and how they're supposed to get involved, Father, and they just don't know what that looks like. So give them vision, Father. Help them to see what it is that you would have for them to do. Give them boldness to step out and and to obey what you've called for them to do. Father, raise up an army who can be your hands and feet in this ministry. It's in your son's name I pray. Father, I do thank you. Thank you for the opportunity you give us as your church again to be your hands and feet in the world. Lord, stir every single listener afresh by the power of your spirit to desire to say, Lord, show me what you want me to do. Lord, help us to recognize that the work is so, so extensive. The needs are so great. Yet at the same time, you you told us. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Help us to recognize, Lord, that you're looking for available vessels, believers that desire to be used, because you definitely have work for every one of us to do. Help us, Lord, to know how you'd have us to be supportive or work with or volunteer or support a ministry like Transformation Garden or so many other great 
very effective ministries out there that just need the help of other believers to come alongside, to plug into, to decide that they're going to support this work. Help us, Lord, to have a, a, a longing and a desire to simply be the vessels you want us to be to help with this work. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Well, well, Haley, if you'll pick up there. So, so you went to this uh, event and it immediately transported you back to where you saw, again, you recognized that story as being almost just like the story of the young lady you administered to all those years earlier. That's right. That's right. And so I knew God was doing something. I knew he was up to something in my life at that time. You know, I felt, I felt that I needed to go home and even share that with my husband. Hey, God's doing something. He's drawing me into, you know, this ministry. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know what that's going to entail, but, you know, be in prayer with me as we step forward in what God's calling us to do when it relates to this ministry. And so basically that introduced you to the more or less to the world of sex trafficking and what it's about then. It did. And that's, you know, the, it was significant to hear the story from Mm. the victim, right? From, from the now survivor of sex trafficking. The the testimony. The testimony. That's right. Um, so because their testimonies come at such a high price and they're the ones that paid the price for their testimony, it's not one for me to share. There are Mm. some things I can share, um, when it relates to this work. But their personal testimony is theirs to share, if that makes sense. There are some things we've learned along the way as far as stories go um, that I can share. Um, there is this sense of protection and guardian that these traffickers take. We hear that story over and over again from these ladies most oftentimes the story that we hear is that Romeo trafficker, that Romeo pimp, the one that pretends to be the love interest. Mm-hmm. I tried to find statistics on it. I don't really trust them because so much of it's underreported. Mm-hmm. However, the statistics that are out there back up what we're seeing at Transformation Garden, which is more than 50% of the time they pose to be a love interest first, okay, mm-hmm. to provide that for the woman that they end up trafficking. Another way, however, is kind of what we call the gorilla trafficker or the gorilla pimp, the one that just comes in with force, beats, strangles, pistol whips, whatever they have to do to force the woman. Okay, so we do hear stories of that. And and the love interest or Romeo pimp ends up turning into the gorilla pimp before it's over with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those are two of the most common stories that we hear in our experience out at the garden. But there are others as well, like familial trafficking, being trafficked by a family member first. So even if they're in a situation where they're being trafficked by a trafficker who uses force or frauding them, sometimes they started out by being sold by a family member first. So familial trafficking is not really anything anybody wants to talk about, but it's where a young girl or boy mm-hmm. is sold. Sometimes by a, a father or mother. By a father or mother. And mm-hmm. the numbers that are out there are 39% are sold by their mother first, which is hard, you know, pill to swallow. Sometimes we think it's going to be the stepdad or the uncle or the dad, but moms do it too. And most oftentimes it's to feed a drug habit. Mm-hmm. The biological dad or mom. And, and again, it's helpful to understand 
This is spiritual warfare. Amen. It's demonic activity working in the hearts and the minds of people. Yes, it is. And that's why it's important for us to understand who the real enemy is when we do this work. You know, the real enemy is not the buyer, even though I want to see pornography and the demand to go down. But the enemy is not the trafficker. The enemy is not the criminal justice system or the foster care system that failed them along the way. The enemy is Satan. Right? right. It is spiritual warfare. And that's what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for the fact that by your grace and your mercy, we have your word and your Holy Spirit. Uh, the, the, you let us know in your word, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling mm-hmm. down of strongholds. Lord, stir us to recognize that there's so much we can do as we learn to intercede, uh, to begin with by praying and interceding about these issues. And then stir us to recognize, Lord, that uh, when one, as we've prayed, then it's time for us to get up and do what you're calling us to do. Uh, again, whether it's volunteering or giving financially to support these ministries or sometimes starting a brand new work in a given community, help us to know, Lord, that there's, there's much work that we can do. Our job is simply have a yes, Lord, attitude. Help us to know that that's who we are as the church. That's what we're to do as the church. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. That is why prayer is so important. We fight spiritual battles with spiritual weapons. That's right. We don't fight spiritual battles with carnal weapons, right? And so we have the weapon of God's word. We have the weapon of prayer, right, to fight. And that's why it is so important to have those prayer warriors out there praying for the ladies, praying for the law enforcement, the ones involved in rescue missions, for the staff, Mm. you know, that are involved in these ministries, the administration that are involved in these ministries, you know, prayer is what's going to carry us. Share with our listeners again, uh, if they'd like to get in touch with you or learn more about the work, how again can they do that? Sure, they can find us on the web at transformationgarden.net and find out about us there. There um, also is a phone number that they can call. It's to our local um, church um, that we that Grace and Mercy Ministry runs out of, and the phone mm-hmm. number there is 662-732-5056. And somebody there can get, you know, whoever's calling in touch with the right person, whether it's somebody for intake into our program or to request a speaker to come, maybe speak to their small group to raise awareness in their church or their civic organization. They can call that number and we can get them set up. Okay. Share the number one more time. Sure. 662-732-5056. All right. Thank you, Haley. Now, Haley, I want to ask if you... Um, it, we're, we're coming up on a break again and on the other side, we're, I'm going to ask you if you'll respond to this, but ways that you would like to challenge or encourage the church to get involved because again, there's so much the church can do. So we'll pick up there. Our in-studio guest today is Haley Chapin. She's the program director for the Ministry Transformation Garden. We'll be right back.
Music from Elevation Worship with Grateful. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our in-studio guest today is Haley Chapin. She's the program director for the wonderful ministry called Transformation Garden. And uh, Haley, one more time, if you'd share with our listeners, uh, if they want to learn more about the ministry or just want to be in touch with you, how can they do that? They can do that by going to transformationgarden.net and following the links at the top of the page to see more about us, how we got started, how to get in contact with us, and maybe even ways to give. And, you know, recently, as I alluded to earlier, recently I had the privilege, my wife Bernard, of, of attending an event that you all sponsored, and it was very eye-opening, very informative, a very powerful event. And um, I guess, in a sense, to me, the, the centerpiece, uh, keys to making it even more powerful was the testimonies of the young women who had been rescued out of sex trafficking. And, you know, on the one hand, horrific stories, but the beauty of the triumph of overcoming, coming to know Christ and see the fact that now Christ has touched their lives in a wonderful way, is bringing healing to their lives, and now they're able to stand up and tell their powerful story. And God is using them in ways, in such a way that probably the, the devil literally is thinking, I shouldn't have messed with them because those testimonies are so powerful. They're powerful weapons in their hands. So, but again, that kind of event, I think is so helpful for believers to attend in order to learn about what it's about and how they can get involved. It was a very sweet time for us, too, because we get a front row seat to watch what God does in their life. And if mm. somebody thought I was passionate before we got residents, they probably can't stand me now because mm. I watch God change and move in their life in such a mighty way and get to see them be the survivor, ready to share their story and even ready to pour into the next generation and mm. stay involved in the ministry. You know, and it is an amazing thing to get to watch and see. And I'm so excited. We had three ladies to participate in the testimonies that you got to experience one via video and the other two in person. And so um, that was very exciting for them to be a part of that. And those ladies want to continue in sharing yeah. their story. So, and that's good. And see what, what uh, I think a helpful truth for believers to understand is that every believer's testimony is powerful. Amen. You know, sometimes believers make the big mistake of saying, well, my testimony is boring. No such thing. Because it's always empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yet, in a unique way, when you've been through such horrific things as some of these precious women have been through, they now have a testimony that can set people on fire in a in a very fruitful way to get involved with the work of God's kingdom. Yes. Yes. Don't you tell me God can't do it. That's right. Don't tell me. That's right. <laughs> so, in this last few minutes, uh, what further is on your heart that you want to share with believers to better understand why the mission of Transformation Garden and ministries like it is so important. Sure. It takes people all along the continuum to really um, impact this sex trafficking, you know, crisis that we have in America. And I don't want to take away from people who are in other stages along the continuum because we need those who are doing sting operations with law enforcement. We need those rescue outreach ministries that are the point of contact on the street that lets them know, hey, there is a way out. Okay, but for us, we are a residential program. So the commitment we make to these ladies is 18 to 24 months or more if they need it. So we make a long-term commitment to these ladies, and with that comes a hefty bill. And you hate to look at it that way, but for them to really be able to come and rest 
to find healing, to be presented with the gospel, for their bodies to heal, for their mind to heal, and those sorts of things. It takes time. A 30-day program, a 90-day program just is not enough. Now, Grace and Mercy Ministries has two other residential programs, the Transformation Ranch and the Transformation Home, which pour into men and women who are coming out of addiction. But it's a work-study program. So those residents work, you know, pay their kind of way through the program. Well, at the garden, these ladies can't go into the workforce. Mm-hmm. They can't they can't work and supply the money it takes for them to be taken care of. And so we do that at no charge to the resident or the family. You know, in a sense, it they're very much in in line with like well, the parable of the Good Samaritan. A lot by by the grace of God, I think it's helpful to look at it this way. They've been beat up and left on the side of the road, That's almost right. dead. That's right. And by God's grace, God is bringing revival and renewal to their lives through this ministry. Yes, and so it takes it takes a time, and we want them to not only be able to come and heal and rest, but advance their education if they want to, um, to be able to get a job that's more than just an entry-level job when they leave us so they can find success on the other side. To do that, we've got to teach them, you know, job readiness skills, financial literacy, and those sorts of things, and it just takes time to do that. And so we make a long-term commitment to these ladies. In those first stages when counseling and substance use recovery is so important, we have equine ministry. So we have horses that we work with for therapy reasons. Horses have to eat. They have to live in a stable, right? And so, you know, so there is a hefty bill that comes along with this. And God has provided, you know, he moves on the hearts of his sons and daughters, and we've had the provision. But I can tell you what would be a huge help for the churches. Mm -hmm. It would be if we were seen as a local mission for them, if we Mm -hmm. were on the line item budget, because we don't know what's coming in. We don't know if we can plan for new curriculum or new things because, for right now, it's we get you know we get funds, we get a check sporadically, and we don't know when it's coming in. I would love to see churches that view us as a local missions mm-hmm. and be a part of you know the budget so that we know what's coming in so that we can plan for the future, plan for new things for them to do. Mm-hmm. So right now we kind of have to keep it a little bit short-sighted. What we have is what we pour back into the ministry, you know, and we do that. But I would love to see churches come alongside of us and really view us as a local mission. Father, thank you for every single believer listening, and thank you for every church represented. Lord, we ask that you raise up churches and individuals who will listen to your heart and will say, I'm going to help give financially to help this work. I'm going to give regularly to help this work move forward so that they'll have more than enough to do all that you call them to do, Lord. And you know, who, Lord, who those individuals are, persons who are able to help and do what they can do. Lord, help us to recognize, Lord, that you've blessed us in order to be a blessing. Help us to be generous-minded because you told us freely you received, freely give. Stir us to be the giving believers you would have us to be. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, share again one more time. If someone wants to get in touch with or wants to support or just learn more about the ministry, how they can do that. Sure. Transformationgarden.net, and they can click on the Donate button. It will open up sponsorship opportunities. There's um, sponsorship that's called the Help Sponsorship, the Eight Days of Hope Sponsorship, a Healing Sponsorship, so it's at different levels. 
There's also Amazon wish list for those who want to give items that are needed into the in the home. There's a wish list on there. In addition to giving a one-time donation or a monthly recurring donation. So just click on the donate link and it will open up those options for you on that page. Okay. In the last few minutes, what uh, challenge or encouragement would you like to share with pastors and churches that may be listening today? For pastors, I would like to encourage them to just be willing to consider. I'll be honest with you, the experience that we're having are the churches that come alongside of us are the churches where the church member has a passion for this ministry and has to go to their pastor and say, look, let me show you what they're doing. I'm volunteering with this organization. I'm watching lives be changed. I'm watching women get saved. You know, I'm going to another baptism. You know, let's come alongside. There's kind of been a wall when it comes to the pastors themselves. Uh, just even being willing to consider and let us come in and talk to them. And so just be willing to consider. You know, I unfortunately, sometimes it's that's their ministry and not our ministry. So we'll see a local pastor who's willing to go partner with a church in another country, willing to partner with another church on the other side of the United States. But there's something that they, they can't partner with a local church that's right mm-hmm. down the road from them mm-hmm. because not all churches can do this. They can't. It's too big. It's going to take all of us coming alongside the Transformation Garden to make this happen. Our volunteers come from multiple denominations, multiple churches, because our mission is Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's our mission. Amen. You know, and so the gospel is shared. We offer help, hope, and healing, mm-hmm. mercy, the gospel, and discipleship. Amen. Uh, our time is almost gone. Would you just, uh, in this closing portion, pray for the churches and for pastors, whatever's on your heart to pray for them about? Sure, absolutely. Heavenly Father, I first want to thank you. I want to thank you for every single volunteer you have brought us up until now, Father, and all the churches that they represent. Father, I thank you for those who are our Cultivate volunteers that come in and help with administration Father, I thank you for the water volunteers that come in and give our residents a sense of community. Father, I thank you for the seed volunteers that use their earthly vocation for kingdom purpose, Father. And I thank you for our bloom volunteers that do the extensive training that come in and spend hours every week, Father, to pour into these ladies. So I thank you for the ones that you've already brought, Father. And I do beseech the God of the harvest to send more laborers into the field, Father. And so we ask for you to send them. Father, um, I thank you for the pastors and and the people who do come along and support us, Father. But I'm asking for you to raise up some more, Father, that there would be other local bodies that would come alongside of us and help us to do this mission here at the Transformation Garden, Father. They will be received with open arms. Father, they will see the gospel in action out there at the Transformation Garden. They'll get to experience salvation um, happening out there. And um, I just thank you again. Thank you for what you've already done, Father. I thank you for the things that you're going to do. And I place this ministry again right back into your hands because they are faithful hands. It's in your son's name I pray. And Father, I thank you again for the ministry of Transformation Garden. Thank you for Haley and the rest of the staff. Thank you for the precious people that make up the staff of the ministry. Father, anoint them with a fresh anointing of wisdom, grace, and joy as they continue this great work. And Father, Lord, anoint the ministry with a fresh anointing for such a time as this in Jesus' name. And Lord, continue to pour out your mercy and grace mightily through them upon those precious individuals that come through the program. And Lord, 
more and more raise up churches that recognize the vital importance of ministries like this and churches that will decide I'm going to become a major player, a major help in supporting this with our prayers and our finances to help this ministry move forward and to have all that they need to do what you've called them to do. We thank and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the all-important step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a great day, a wonderful day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer and invite Jesus Christ to come in to your heart and life today? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me, fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're wanting very much to connect, to be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Our goal, of course, is to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong and put down roots deep in your new walk and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please get in touch with us. Please, please do. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Haley, thanks again for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Share one more time if someone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about Transformation Garden. Transformationgarden.net. There's also a contact link on there. If you want to get in touch with me or just ask some questions, you can fill out that contact or email me as well. Haley P. Chapin at gmail.com. H-A-L-E-Y-P-C-H-A-P-I-N at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, Haley. Please pray much for the Ministry Transformation Garden and ask the Lord what he wants you to do to help support this ministry or one like it. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.